Well, I was uh, asked to do this by Rob, and uh, said, I know you're busy. I said, yes, I am. I said, but I could probably pull a sermon out of mothballs somewhere and make it work. But this, this uh, passage in Psalms 33 has been sticking in my mind for quite a while. I just can't seem to get it out of there. And, and uh, so uh, as I was praying what to uh, speak about today, this passage just came up. So it's not a mothball sermon. This is the first time it's ever been given. So uh, I don't know if I'd say it's a privilege you get to hear it today, but you get the experience of hearing it anyway. I'm going to talk about the true character of worship. Worship is a, um, a verb. It's something that, uh, it's an active part of what we do. I don't know if you ever wonder, why do we sing songs on Sunday morning? Do you ever, it's not just to fill up time so we have an hour or something to do. It's, it's about praising God. Why do we use instruments? Because the Psalms tells us to. Why do we use our voices? Because we're told to. I get to thinking about worship, and, and I think so many times we've, we've made it a, a program of the church and not something we do as God's children, as God's people. Not something we do as Christians. It's just a, it's another thing we do. It's a program. And we all have opinions about what songs we like and everything. I'll, I'll tell you what. I am one of those kind of people. I don't, music's uh, one of those things where I listen to about anything. I don't like rap and hip-hop, okay? I will admit that. That's not something I'm into. Um, in fact, I don't really think it's music because you're just talking. So uh, a lot of people are into it. That's great. Uh, it's just not my thing, personally. But it's not because I'm old. I mean, I grew up in the 60s and 70s. Come on, you know. I, I listen to Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin. My favorite group was uh, Doc Watson and uh, Flatten Scruggs and uh, Led Zeppelin. Quite a variety there, but those are my favorite groups when I was in college. I like stuff that drove, you know, pushed you. And um, I can listen to sermons all day long, and it never touches me. It's like, you know, there's sermon. Somebody's talking, okay. I don't care who's speaking. I've never had a sermon yet made me cry. Uh, just had never happened. But, well, I'll tell you what, you get me with the right song, man. I'll be bawling like a baby. It's just the way I am. That's the way I'm wired, I guess. And I think a lot of us are that way. And that's part of the reason we sing songs. God wired us that way to sing praises and to, to worship him and, and use instruments to do it. And, and um, when you look at the Psalms, it says the worst being with the, the lyre or harp and a 10-stringed instrument. I'm not sure exactly what that looked like. And sometimes it says percussion, cymbals and drums. We're supposed to have drums in church. We're supposed to have guitars in church. We're supposed to have pianos in church. That's what we do, okay? That's, that's all a biblical thing. And if somebody says, oh, drums are not supposed to be in the church, well, they need to look at the Psalms, okay? That's part of what it is. So we need to look at that. But worship is a, uh, the main thing we do, okay? It's the main purpose of the righteous. It's what we do. I am one of those people that believe that if Christ is on the throne of your heart, you can't help but worship. It's just going to come out. It's just kind of ooze out of you. It's just, just what we do. One of the things, uh, I don't remember those Geico commercials where it says uh, woodchucks chuck wood because that's what woodchucks do, you know. Uh, Christians sing praise songs. We worship because that's what we do. 
We just can't help it. It just comes out of us. I'm going to look at Psalms 33, verses 1 through 5. And this was something else that came up. I was, there's, there's more verses in this passage. And I uh, said something to Rob. I said, can I do a two-parter on this? And he said, well, I got next week filled up, but how about March 8th? And I said, that'll work. I said, I'll come back and finish that up on March 8th. But anyway, uh, this first part of this is going to be the first five verses of Psalm 33. If you can uh, read along with me. I don't put it on the screen. You need your Bible or your phone or something like that. So look up Psalms 33, verses 1 through 5. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to Him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. There it is right there. It's it's why we do what we do. It's why we sing on Sunday morning. It's why we sing when we get together. And... And, and, and as Terry alluded to earlier when she was talking, we, we need to praise God all the time in our prayers. She talked about that. Praising Him when we're away from here, when we're out doing our work, we're doing our job, there ought to be a melody in your heart that's praising Jesus Christ all the time. That's what it's all about. Now, I was looking at some of the words in here. When it says shout, that means to cry out or shout so that it rings. You ever heard a, a sound so loud it just kind of rung? It just boom and it ring, 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 ring afterwards, you know. Sometimes we turn our sound system. I don't, I don't know if I can get this to ring or not, but it's pretty close. <laughs> That's what it's about. Shout so loud that it just rings. It just rings. And do it with joy, bright means that mirth or jollity, hilarity, laughter, amusement. Are you hilarious for Jesus? You know, does Jesus make you so happy you just your heart just feels, wow. This is great stuff. You almost can't help but just kind of laugh and sing and, and just have a good time. Uh, David was so happy that uh, he he danced in the streets, didn't he? That's what it is to, to worship Christ, is to be so happy that we just can't help. We can't stand still hardly. I would do more wiggling up there if I was younger, but my knees and my back just don't let me. Uh, sometimes I'm up there and I feel like I, you know, I want to I move. You know? I've never been a good dancer. I've I got some rhythm, but it doesn't come through my feet. You know, it's like um, music moves me, but it moves me ugly. Okay. And... Um, I guess I could do that in church. I don't know. But then it talks about righteous. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Righteous. That word, even in Hebrew and in the Greek, it means to be justified and to be made righteous. Dr. Scott coined the word righteousified. We are to be righteousified in Christ. When you look at the writings of Paul, we're told that that, that we have been made righteous and just through Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21, he says, we are made righteous in Christ because of Him in us. And our worship is to be in the Lord. If we're doing this stuff because of other reasons, it's not in the Lord, is it? I know uh, 
I used to get really nervous when I played in church and sung and stuff like that because like, hey, what are people going to think of me, you know, if I make a mistake? And it's like, who cares? You know, I've gotten older. It's like, who cares? I'm not doing this for you anyway. Okay, this is for God. I have an audience of one. And I'll talk about being skillful in what we do here in the, in the next couple of verses. But that's what it means. We are, we are to be doing this in Jesus Christ, to do this in the Lord, to sing praises to Him. And, if Christ, and this is another thing. You know, Christ is on the throne of my heart, but I am in Christ. He owns me. Romans 13, 14 says, jump into Jesus and zip him up over your head. That's my paraphrase, of course. But that's what it, that's what it means. Okay, we're to be in Christ. People should see Jesus when they look at us because of our actions and what we do. And we often like to jump out of that Jesus thing, don't we? We like to get out of his coat and his robe and kind of do our own look at me, you know, and, and want to stand up for me and I'm going to do my thing and, and everything. Hey, you know, when we do that, we can't worship. We can't worship when we're not in Christ. We're to worship in the Lord. Shout for joy in the Lord, in him. Remember that bumper sticker you said, God is my co-pilot? That used to bother me. God is not my co-pilot. He's my pilot. I'm to be in Christ. I don't tell him what to do. I do what he wants me to do. And we cannot worship, we cannot lift praises to him and sing to him if we're not in him. He is in charge. And that's what it means to be in Christ is that we are that he is in charge. We are, we've, we've surrendered ourselves to him. I said, okay, Lord, you take over. You be my pilot. I remember um, one time I had to stop a car for uh, speeding that had that God is my co-pilot sign, and they were driving really bad. And I thought, man, you better let God drive for a while because... <clears throat> Another thing about worship, it is a skillful event. It's joyful and skillful. That went too, that's okay. <clears throat> worship is a joyful and skillful event of the righteous. And this is one thing um, it says here, give thanks to the Lord with alarming only him with ten strings, and to do it skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. Skillful. When I think about somebody saying, well, it's okay, it's just for the church, man, I tell you, it used to just really irritate me. It's not okay because it's just for the church. We're doing it for God. And we're to do it to the best of our ability and not just kind of haphazardly do stuff and just say, well, I'm going to be sloppy about this when whatever happens, happens. We need to do it to the best of our ability. And sometimes some people have more ability than others, right? That happens. I understand that. But we're to do it to the best of our ability with the best that our skill has to give to God. We don't just do things because, okay, God, uh, I know you'll be okay with this, so I'm not going to practice. I'm not going to work on this. I'm not going to study this. I'm not going to learn this, whatever. 
I don't know how many times you counted the mistakes I made this morning. Um, I do every Sunday because I know, you know I make a lot of mistakes, but I do practice, believe it or not. I do practice at home, and I do try. And I think every member of this praise team tries. And one thing I'm glad of is God says, make a joyful noise. So I can be noisy about it, but I need to be as skillfully in my noise as I can, right? That's what we need to do. Not everybody is the best carpenter in the world. Not everybody's the best electrician or plumber. But when we're called to do those things in the church, we do them to the best of our ability. We don't just slap something up and say, well, that'll work, that'll hold for now. We need to do to the best of our ability everything we do. And as Christians, when we sing our praises to God, when we worship Him, that is to be done skillfully and just as good as we can do it. The best of your ability. This idea that it's okay just isn't going to fly. We give our best to God. God gave His best to us, didn't He? Through Jesus Christ. And that's another thing I have about this whole other sermon, but I'll, I'll just give you a clue here. Um, I don't believe in tithing. I believe that we give 100%. And I can explain how that goes, but it's a whole other sermon, so I don't think we want to do a three-parter on this thing. But anyway, we give 100%, and we give 100% of our worship to God, 100% of our praise to God, 100%. We do it skillfully. And it talks about a new song. Every time we sing praises, it should be like the first time. I know we like to see the, sing the same songs over and over, don't we? We have certain songs that kind of fit that we say, hey, I like this one. I think I like to sing this one more. We have songs that, that we just seem to tie to. I, I have my own taste and my own things that I like. But even if I sang the, just one song and I sang it over and over and over again, that song should be new and fresh every time I sing it to God. Because he puts a new song in our heart every day, every moment of every day, all the time. The new song. I've seen so many times where new Christians, they're all pumped up and they say, oh, wow, this Christian stuff this is great. Man, this feels good. I, you know, God is, loves me and, and, and my sins are forgiven. And wow, I'm just really on cloud nine here. I'm doing great. And then they go to church for a while. It's like, Somebody took that cloud and dried it up or something. I'm not sure what happened, but it's like all of a sudden they're just like everybody else. Like they've been baptized in pickle juice or something, you know. This is... We need to be those kind of people that were fresh and new in Christ every day, every moment of every day. Hilarity, joyful, mirth. That's all part of it. That's what keeps things fresh and new. I think in the uh, get up every day and you, you say, uh, oh, Lord, another day. I think we need to look and see where we're at with Christ, okay? Where are we at? And I, I know as, one of the things, I get older. And, you know, I, I'm, I look at Mac and he told you know, I, I had no idea he was that old. I mean, really didn't. And, I mean, the guy's got a lot of spunk, a lot of energy and everything like that. And, and I'm thinking, man, this guy can run circles around me. And 
he, you know, he's been a great influence to me. Very positive outlook on everything. And sometimes I get up and I go, oh, man, I didn't know I could wake up this sore. You know, I used to have to go out and do something stupid, like get jump off buildings and cliffs and stuff to get this sore. Now I just, like, I wake up and I'm going to soar, you know. Like, what happened? Sometimes I get up and I go, wow, I don't know if I can do this the other day or not. But, you know, as I get going and get to moving, things kind of loosen up a little bit. And even my attitude will loosen up a little bit. But sometimes we're going to wake up and we're going to say, you know, Lord, this isn't so fresh today. It's just not that great and not that wonderful. And then you go, oh, yeah, well, yeah, maybe it is okay. And then, then we need to change our attitude a little bit and work at it a little bit to where we have a new song in our heart every day, every step, every moment. We also worship because of who the Lord is and what He is. We worship Him because of who He is and what He's done and all that stuff that, that He's done for us, you know, all the attributes of God and, and putting, putting Christ out there so we can learn and know and and have the Bible and, and teachings and all that we know about Christ and, and what He's done for us and, and being made just and righteous, the salvation we have, the opportunity to go to heaven, the opportunity to see Him face to face someday. And Job says, someday I'll see Him face to face, not somebody else, but me. I'm going to see Him face to face. When you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're going to see Him face to face. Won't that be great? I think I'd like to meet all the other people up there, you know, like Paul and, and Peter and Luke and, and all those folks there. But I think I'm going to be so stuck on Jesus, like I'm not going to care about those folks, you know. Our worship here should be in that same vein. For the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. Upright means correct. Faithfulness means firm and steady. He is correct. He's steady. It doesn't change. God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't change. Our society wants us to change, doesn't it? They want the church to change. They want the Bible to change. They want our beliefs to change. There are essentials. There are facts about the Bible that are absolute, and they do not change. What God says is final. And that should be something we worship Him and are excited about when he gives us that final word. And we have that word, don't we? In the scriptures. Worship him for that. Thanks, God. This is great. It even says in, in verse 5 there, it says he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his steadfastness. God likes things to be right. He does not waver. He likes things to be just. He does not waver. And that's what He likes about us. It's through Jesus Christ we've been made right. We've made just. And it says, The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. That word full means being filled. doesn't mean like He fills it up and it just stops. It means it's filled and keeps being filled and more and more. It keeps coming more and more. It's full. It keeps coming. 
It's kind of a hard concept for us to grasp in it. How can something be all the way full and completely where it's going to be, but yet more and more comes in? I can't explain it. I just know it happens. I know that in Christ, when we worship Him, we worship Him because He keeps filling us. We keep getting filled with His love over and over and over continuously, and our, our hearts should be full of His love, full of His righteousness, full of His justification. That should be what we are all the time. But it keeps coming, it keeps coming, it keeps coming, more and more and more. That's who we are in Christ. And that's why we worship Him. So when we worship the Lord, it's what we do, okay? It's our main purpose. We're to worship Him because it's what we do. That's why woodchucks chuck wood. That's why Christians worship God because it's what we do. It's to be joyful, hilarious, skillful, the best of our ability, and we do it because of who God is and what He's done for us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You so much that You've given us so much, and, and we worship You for that. We, we praise You for that. Lord, thank You for what You've given us. And Lord, as we leave here today, we pray that we would go out with an attitude of, of love and, and, and joy knowing that we are righteous and just in you only, not because of what we've done, because of what you've done. And that there's an attitude of praise about us that makes a difference in other people's lives. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for all things. Amen. Let's stand together and sing.